0: Pray you'll be my match And watch how as she goes darkness falls each night. Reminds Oh <laughs> moments that she's taken, she intercedes for loved ones in her care, with all her heart she longs to see her children, walking in the spirit of the Lord, with gentle Teaching them to trust his holy word. The Lord extends beyond all time and measure. Yet what we see is only just a part. For children there can be no greater treasure. Than the tender love of a mother's heart. in strength and dignity. She walks in righteousness. She gives herself unselfishly Yeah. try them all. But just when I'm feeling secure with one, my heart strings break and I begin to fall. So I pick up my feelings and put them away, thinking no one And now...
1: Wasn't that an excellent slide presentation? Let's give a hand to Barbara and all her helpers that put that together. Fantastic. Really good. And guess what? i got a secret for you. There's one coming up for Father's Day also. It's going to be great. All right. Before Adel brings the message for the Word of God, as the kids are leaving for their Sunday school classes, we're going to have a Bible reading from 2nd Book of Kings, Second book of Kings, chapter 11, we'll read the first 16 verses. And I'm sure Ed can put it up there. New King James Version, Second Kings, chapter 11, beginning at verse 1. He's good.
2: He's really good.
1: Okay. Second Kings, chapter 11, beginning at verse 1. When Athaliah, the mother of Ahaziah, saw that her son was dead, she arose and destroyed all the royal heirs. But Jehosheba, the daughter of King Joram, sister of Ahaziah, took Joash, the son of Ahaziah, and stole him away from among the king's sons who were being murdered. And they were hid, and his nurse in the bedroom from Athaliah, so that he was not killed. So he was hidden from her in the house of the Lord for six years while Athaliah reigned over the land. In the seventh year, Jehoiada sent and brought the captains of hundreds of the bodyguards, the escorts, and brought them into the house of the Lord to him. And he made a covenant with them and took an oath from them in the house of the Lord and showed them the king's son. Then he commanded them, saying, This is what you shall do. One-third of you shall come on duty on the Sabbath and shall be keeping watch over the king's house. One-third shall be at the gate of Sir, and one-third at the gate behind the escorts. You shall keep watch of the house, lest it be broken down. The two contingents of you who go off duty on the Sabbath shall keep watch of the house of the Lord for the king." But you shall surround the king on all sides, every man with his weapons in his hand. And whoever comes within range, let him be put to death. For you are to be with the king as he goes out and as he comes in. So the captains of hundreds did according to all that Jehoiada the priest commanded. Each of them took his men who were to be on duty on the Sabbath with those who were going off duty on the Sabbath and came to Jehoiada the priest. And the priest gave the captains of hundreds the spears and shields which had belonged to King David that were in the temple of the Lord. Then the escort stood, every man with his weapons in his hand, all around the king from the right side of the temple to the left side of the temple, by the altar and by the house. And he brought the king's son and put the crown on him, and gave him the testimony that made him king, and anointed him. And they clapped their hands and said, Long live the king! Now when Athaliah heard the noise of the escorts and the people, she came to the people in the temple of the Lord. When she looked, there was the king standing by a pillar according to custom, and the leaders and the trumpeters were by the king. All the people of the land were rejoicing and blowing trumpets. So Athaliah tore her clothes and said, treason, treason. And Jehoiada, the priest, commanded the captains of the hundreds, the officers of the army, and said to them, take her outside under guard and slay her with the sword and whoever follows her. For the priest had said, do not let her be killed in the house of the Lord. So they seized her and she went by the way of the horse's entrance into the king's house, and there she was, killed. May God bless the reading of his word.
2: Good morning. 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 I enjoyed the Slideshow, very much. Again, thank you, Barbara. And uh, happy Mother's Day. I hope you will have a great day. We have so many uh, families sick, and I'll pray for them. And uh, some are out of town, we should uh, pray for them too. They are visiting probably their mothers, and we uh, wish them well, and uh, may they spend a great, great uh, day. With their families. Uh, What also attracted me in that presentation is um, a, the flowers also. And you know, these were not pictures that Barbara had to copy from anyone else. These were the flowers in Carl and Barbara's garden, right? Am I right with that? Carl, I'm talking about your flowers. Okay. (laughs) So really, it's, it's, it was beautiful and done in such a very good taste. Thank you, Barbara, again, and thanks, Carl, ba- uh, for such beautiful flowers. I could smell them from my seat, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> Amen to that. Um, well, this is a, a subject dear to my wife's heart. Uh, this uh, the story of Athaliah. And uh, I remember, if I remember, Sylvia preached about it. Do you know when? Uh, I'm going to give you a quiz, in 1987. Some of you were not born. In 1987, she taught this subject, and uh, it's a beautiful subject. And I want to uh, view it with you and review this story and see what kind of lessons we can draw from it. So it'll be a help for us, especially mothers and also fathers. Athaliah, as we heard from Dean reading, was the daughter of Ahab and Jezebel. And uh, do we need to say more about them? (laughs) She was their daughter. And we can say to that, like uh, mother, like daughter, uh, well, God help us. And she personified all the evil of her ill-famed parents. She was a wicked woman, the daughter of a king. Listen to that wife of a king, and a mother of a king. And she's now, on top of that, the queen of Judah. Yes, she aimed to destroy every child her sons had. And she started destroying them one by one. So she, he will no, have no heir for, in the kingdom. What, what a plan. What a, a wicked plan. And one of those males was to be continuing at the line of the coming of the Messiah. So the devil wanted to kill any one, any child of this line, so the Messiah will not be coming. But since when Satan has the last word, it's always for God. So uh, we know. She, the devil wanted to massacre all the seed that, all the royal seed then. So the Lord used a woman and her name is Jehoshiba or Jehoseba, Jehoshiba. And Jehoshiba was a godly woman and the Lord used her to rescue uh, one of the children and we are going to look today at what, uh, what she did. And if you ask me, Adol, what did she do that you wanted to talk about her? She acted like a mother. She was not the mother. She was the aunt of that. She acted like a mother. And like a loving mother, she rescued the child. The one left, and his name was Joash. Joash. And she rescued him. Saved his life, and played the role of a mother for him. And let's look and see in a very short time, what did she do? And let us as mothers and everyone else learn from her how she, what did she do so we can become uh, better mothers, more godly mothers and responsible in bringing bringing the children uh, in this life. Her story is, I, the least we can say, heroic. Every mother is a hero, and I salute you this morning. Especially in the 21st century, bringing up children in the 21st century is not easy. So, I salute you, I respect you, and I commend you for what you're doing, and thank God for what you're doing with your children. And and this is a dangerous world. And we know very well how difficult it is to raise our kids in this world. It's evil, the evil is all around us. And may God give you all the wisdom, all the grace, all the strength to raise them according to God's heart. Three things. What did this godly woman do? If I refer her to her as a mother, she acted as a mother, and she became like a mother to him. So first thing, she snatched the baby from danger. She snatched this baby from danger. You know when did she snatch him? And she, she took him. They were killing all his brothers. All his brothers, Athaliah was killing them. And she snatched him, hid him in the bedroom, and asked his nurse to say, to hide him until further notice. And after she hid him, she took him to where she lives. We're going to see where she took him. Our world today, by comparison, is a form of Athaliah. It's a wicked world. It's a dangerous world. And we must be, all mothers must be, I would say, would like them to be like Jehoshiva, this wonderful mother. The world wants to slay our children. Do you know that, mothers? A wake-up call here? A wake-up call a little bit? The world wants to slay our children and kill them morally, demoralize them, brainwash them for evil, Separate them from their parents. Instill rebellion in them. Do you see that's happening around us today? And take over their minds and use it for the devil's purpose. That's the world. That's Athaliah today. She just, this is what she represents. The world outside is ruthless. No mercy. It's not friendly. I guarantee you that. And I think you're experiencing that. And the Bible says that, and I believe the word of God. And the Bible says that this world is under the realm of the, of evil, all of it. It's in His hands, and the devil wants to ruin our children. May God help us with all kinds of drugs, alcohol, sex, and then suicide, and the children are gone. Do you see this happening? Do you read about it in the papers? Do you watch it on televisions? Do you read it? On, do you hear it on the radios? Do you hear It's all over the world. Mothers, may God give you all the strength. And I say, if your kids are sitting beside you in the church, that's a great victory. That's a great victory that they're sitting beside you. They're at Sunday school. They're everywhere lost in the church. May God keep them in the church, keep them beside you. And this is a great victory. This is the beginning of what she did, this woman. Our children, as this woman did, need to be rescued from all kinds of danger. And it is our responsibility to snatch them like this woman. She snatched the boy and hid him uh, out of the hands of the enemy. You know what, ask a teenage mother today, with all respect, and she will tell you the difficulties in raising kids in our day and age. And you ask me, Adol, when do we start to rescue them? What did she do? The answer is from the Bible. When do we start? From the crib. From the crib before they said mommy. Before they called her by name from the crib. She, hid, she rescued him and hid him and uh, she just took him to protect him she took him somewhere else which brings us to uh, our second point you see the first point was quick second point she protected him with all her might she snatched him from danger and protected him from with all her might she took the little boy and hid him where in the temple in the temple, I would like to say so- something about, about this mother. You know, she was a princess. Do you know that? She was the sister of the king. She was a princess. The daughter of King Joram, she was the daughter of the king, and she was uh, Ahaziah's sister, as we said, and, but she never looked at her family. She never looked at. Her brother, she never looked at being a princess. She looked at, what can I be a woman? What can I do, rather, as a woman to please God in my life? When the time came, you know what? She accepted to be married to the high priest. Not to a king. Not to a prince. But I tell you one thing. She married to one of the princes of God, the high priest. He was a godly man. And she preferred to live in the temple, forsaking life in the palace away from God. This is where the story begins. As we said, like mother, like daughter, like mother, like son, she accepted her lot to be with God's people instead of being in the palaces of the king. And that's where the story begins, and that's where her, what, her um, victory uh, started with her. Another point I see in her, by hiding the little boy in the temple with her, she knew well, she knew well the law. No one can touch him according to the law of the state at that time. Immunity. She said, as long as I hide him in the house of the Lord, he's immune. Let me ask you a question, mothers. Where do you think your son can be protected more than anything in the world? In the house of God. Under God's wings. In the shelter of the almighty God. No matter what happens. No matter where you want him to be. You will never find a more secure place than the bosom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This is what she did. She said, this is how I can protect him. I will put him in the temple. Where are your kids today? With whom are they playing? Where are they going? Do you miss them when, when when they are not at home? Do you run after them to see that they are with good company or a bad company? Where are your children today? What are you feeding your children today? Are they sitting before this television? Are they doing things that you they're not supposed to see and do and go with? Where are they? Do you want them to grow up to be men of God, princes of God? Then you have to be careful and you have to protect them with your blood, if you can. Where are they? Oh, it's all right. These are neighbors across the street. These, these people we know. I tell you one thing. I read stories in the, in the paper today. I read a story about a 19-year-old band, musician. Musician. And uh, his family lived in Walnut Creek. And he left two weeks ago home. They found him. They found him yesterday in a park with a shotgun in his head. And they said today in the paper, I was reading it this morning, that he committed suicide. I don't know what kind of company he kept. It was a surprise to his family. And their sadness in the family and the neighborhood. He was a great musician. He played the guitar. He did well. He never showed any signs. But they never knew where, what, what he did. Oh, he's growing up. Let me say this: unless you hide him under the wings of God, your son or your daughter are always in danger. She knew the law of the state. as long as he is here, I have no problem. And in case in case someone someone tries to break in to the temple temple. She put all kinds of guards around the temple, 24 hours a day. And, you know, it's not enough to say, well, my, my, my children come with me to church, which is great. And I'm happy they are here sitting beside you. Uh, they're upstairs. Okay, it's not enough. You have to put guards around them every day, 24 hours a day. You cannot be with them, but the guard should be the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. If the Lord is in you, mother, I tell you one thing, the Lord will not leave you nor forsake you, and he'll bring your children to know the Lord at a certain time in their lives. And you might say, Adol, I missed the boat. My children left home and went to the world. Do not be dismayed. Do you still have knees? Go on your knees and pray for them. And the Lord will never, will never disappoint you if you're praying with all your heart. And you said, well, I wasn't saved when I raised them, and here I am saved, and they're away from me. Let me tell you one thing. God will listen to your prayers if you are on your knees praying for them. Do not be disappointed. Do not say, it is too late. It's never too late with God. God can save on deathbeds. And I believe that with all my heart. She sacrificed. And sacrificed hard the luxury of a palace in order to raise a king in the house of God. Congratulations to this great lady, Jehoshiva. Now, this is what a godly woman does, and a woman of rare integrity, leaving behind all the intrigues of the castles, all the intrigues of the kings, all the problems, and she didn't want to raise him there. She could have had a palace to live with and a guards in the palace. But she said, I will not be as safe as I am in the house of the Lord. And you know what? Is there a safer place than the house of the Lord? She accomplished that, didn't she? And because she took him away, she has succeeded to have him with her later on in life. Remember, the baby was one year old when she took him and hid him. And this is a question. Are we hiding our children under the church umbrella? Are they they influenced now? Now, let's go a little bit deeper. By God's teaching and his word. Do we feed them the principles of God so when they grow up, They have the foundation that anchors them from the storms of life. Are they around godly people? Do we train them to think like God and conduct their lives to please God? Are they to be found in the church during the services? Do you visit? Do you visit with them? Godly people? to show them where you go, your friends, how your life is. You remember, you set the example. And do you insist on seeing always godly behavior? I know this is a great responsibility, a huge one. And mothers, may the Lord give you strength. I am with you today. And may the Lord give you wisdom to start training them early in life from the crib, and to continue till his purpose is achieved in their lives. What else did she do? The third thing, she raised him for his role. She raised him for his role. What was he? The son of a king. She raised him for his role. Every child grows up for a role. Whether we like it or not, he has a role to play in life. Our children are to be raised adults for a goal or a mission in life. And what is their mission? What is your mission, young man? What did your mom teach you? What did your dad teach you? You resented when they, when they asked you now, instead of playing, you should study and study and study and study. And you resented that. But when you grow up, I tell you one thing, you are going to be so pleased that you obeyed your mom and your dad God has a plan for everyone and mothers are we seeking God's help and guidance as to how should we raise our kids this is where it comes from are we on our knees seeking God's direction for our children's lives many mothers are thwarting their important and awesome responsibility to guide their children for that important role that will affect their future destiny. This woman had to be a role model. She was, in my opinion. So when her child grows and grows up, he will emulate what he has seen in her and along with his father. This brings to memory. Paul's letter to his son, Timothy, when he wrote, for, listen to this, for I am mindful of the sincere faith within you, which first dwelt in your grandmother, Lois, and your mother, Eunice, and I am sure that is in you as well. He's seen that in his mom. He's seen that in his grandfather, uh, grandmother, and... So Timothy, what what was his future? What was his role? Would you tell me? He became a servant of God, a pastor of a church. And we read and study about him and get a blessing, especially young people because he was a young pastor, a young servant of God. If you read 1 Timothy, 2 Timothy, you will know what kind of man, young man he was. And he was a great servant of God. Where did you get that from? May I ask you a question? Where did you get it from? I remember your mother. I remember, and what I've seen in your mother, Timothy, I am now seeing in you. What an awesome responsibility. All of today's adults were yesterday's children. Do you agree with that? There's no escape from this. And I may venture to say that the majority were raised with no goal. Just look at our society today. So they float as adults, trying to find themselves and seeking to find a person, a purpose for their life. They might never find time and they might never find a purpose. Or they might not find ever a goal in their life. Because they're floating around. They're not leaders. They're followers. And what? They're followers of this wicked world and what it offers. And we hear and read that they sometimes commit suicide because they are swallowed in despair and misery. Bear with me and look at most of the children today. This is a sad story. This is a sad story of the children around, the, around us today and around the world today. They run for things that are of this world. They run for things that are against God in lieu of running for the things that bring them closer to God. They are destroyers. They're rebellious. They're disturbed. They're confused. They're lacking in maturity. They're lacking in love, and that's what the Bible says. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, this says they lack the love completely, lacking in common sense, lacking in stability, lacking in respect, lacking in integrity, lacking in everything and above everything, refusing to obey authority. Do you know what the world calls this shameful behavior. <clears throat> they call, uh, we call it assertiveness for being disrespectful and rebellious. He's assertive, we cover it. This is freedom of thinking for being disturbed. And you know about that, Adam. And they say they're still searching for being so confused. And they say, well, they're independent. They're finding their independence for refusing to obey authority. And uh, for being immature, they say they're growing up. <coughs> that we give excuses, but the main problem, the main reason, and they are growing away from God. She put him in the temple. And I think she was influenced. It's not in the Bible. I think she was influenced by Hannah of old when her son grew up. And she weaned him. What happened? Her son, what's his name? Thank you. You remember Samuel. He was a little kid. She, left, she took him where? To the temple and left him. says, said, this is the safest place. I can leave him there. But what are you doing? He needs to go to school. He needs to go to college. That's very good. Amen. But he said he will learn there. He grew up to be a man of God. One of the best, best men of God. He was an intercessor. His nickname was an intercessor. One of the best prophets that, that Israel has seen in their entire life. Why? Why? she left him in the temple to grow up. And she left that king and she kept him there, protected under the authority of God. Church, our society is affected by the generation we raise today. If you want to know what kind of governors we will have, what kind of senators we will have, what kind of Congress we're gonna have, what kind of presidents we're gonna have. It's how you raise up today. It's what kind you, you want to look at the society, it says, Oh, the good old days. Who are we to blame? We have left God long time ago. Left time long time ago. We took him out of our schools, we took him out of our colleges, and we introduced the philosophy of man. And the philosophy of man is leading us into destruction. Allow me to say that. And the fear of God will lead us into success.
0: Let's go back
2: to that. We are responsible, mothers. We are responsible to raise our kids as strict as we can in the fear, in the fear of God. Please raise him this way. Joas was Raised for a purpose. What kind of purpose you're raising your kid at? What do you want him to be? What do you want him to be? And if anybody came to Jehoshiba and told her, you know, what do you expect him to be? He says, I am raising him to be a king, nothing less. Wow, isn't that too much? Isn't that too high a goal, too high a purpose? Said. It's never too high a purpose. And when people come to you, I am raising my child, my daughter, or my son, to be a man and a woman of God. You know what? This is the highest purpose you can aim at. Amen. Mothers, before you think of sending them to college to be scientists, to be doctors, to be lawyers, to be, to be great men in their society. If they don't know God, you are going to lose them. But if God is their anchor wherever they go, their goals will always be heavenly. This young boy is going to be king someday. For his mother was determined to raise him to be king. That's the determination. Six years later, in the temple, he was crowned king. I will read it to you. I will read it to you. Verse 17. Then Jehoiada made a covenant. This is the high priest, her husband. Between the Lord and the king and the people that they should be the Lord's people. Also between the king and the people. And Verse 19, And he took the captains of hundreds, the karites and the guards, and all the people of the land, and they brought the king down from the house of the Lord, and came by the way of the gate of the guards to the king's house. And he sat on the throne of the kings. So all the people of the land rejoiced, and the city was quiet, for they had put Athaliah to death with the sword and the king's house. Joash was seven years old when he became king. I can imagine his mother was crying. It touches me. He said, it took me seven years. Took me six years. Six years of fretting and fear and hard work. And sweat it took me a lot to instill in him that one day son you are gonna be a king If you take your son one day son what do you want do you want him to be oh a great athlete well and good but before that I want you to be a good Christian is that aiming high Yes, it is. Nothing else. I want him to be a man of God. Then you can be an athlete. I love sports. Go ahead. You can be a surgeon. Yes. God then will give you, will open opportunities for you. You can be a lawyer, will open opportunity for you. You can be anything you want. If you are first a child of God, he he became king, and his mother must have been the proudest woman to see all that was accomplished, and all what she was done. She would say, say "Well, thank you, Lord. I was right." And can wouldn't you like one day to say, "I was right," in bringing my son, bringing my daughter? Bring my children in the fear of the Lord. And mothers, my last word. Do you desire your child, the child's life, to be approved by God and all his potentials fulfilled? Do you? Do you? Then I give you a recipe. This is the principle. And I will end with this. Train up a child in the way he should go. And even when he is old, he will not depart from it. Amen. This bar heads for prayers. Our Father, we are thankful for the history that we have in our holy book, the Bible, that shows us how we should train our children, how we should live, how we should act, and how we should react to this world today. May this word Raise up great hopes in many mothers. May our hearts be redirected toward you, Lord, seeking your will in our lives, in our children's lives. A special prayer for every mother in presence and every mother who is absent today, that you will give them strength and godly wisdom so they can bring their children in the fear of the Lord. Bless the rest of the day. Bless the families if there are any outings or gatherings. May your presence be with each and every family. And we ask you, please, to dismiss us with your blessing. In Jesus' name we ask and pray. Amen. Amen. The meeting is over. May God bless you. May God give you a great Mother's Day. And I would like to tell you, mothers, I love you. And may God give you grace in your role as a mother.